What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up. That is right. It is your weekend. You know the weekend starts on Friday here in AT in the ATX and here on B&E. Get you into it. Coming off a night that included three big playoff games in the NBA. So good news for the Longhorns yesterday on the baseball diamond from head coach David Pierce. We'll let you hear from him coming up. Also uh, Major League Baseball in there as well. And we're six days to the NFL draft, so fully immersed in that conversation. Who's going where? And it's one of the more unpredictable first rounds we've seen in a long time, I think. I mean, uh, gosh, you can remind me of a draft where we know who the first pick is, but beyond that, we really do not know. We know who some of the top prospects are. Everybody's got different boards and valuations. Uh, going to be a really interesting uh, next Thursday, six days from now. Then the whole weekend, uh, tremendous with the draft in Kansas City is where they'll hold the draft. I saw where the weather doesn't look to be, to be too great next weekend in KC. Cooler temperatures and some rain. That's all right. They're, they're mutters in KC. They can handle it. Yeah, it's still winter there. It's not even spring. It's winter. Yeah, it's, it's spring in the Midwest, so you get a little bit of everything God. there. You know what I'm saying? But I did see where uh, Patrick Mahomes this week has brought all the skill talent from the Chiefs down to uh, down to Texas, and they're working out together and going through some. I think that uh, guy likes to win. That guy loves to win. And that guy's the best player in the on the, in the sport. Yes, and. Uh, you know, there are, I know people scoff at this, but if you look at his early career, there are some, you know, all-time great tendencies here. There's, you, it's not wrong to start looking at him as one of the greatest players ever to play that position. Um, you know, the record-setting first year as a starter after he sat out year one. You know, he's been to three Super Bowls in five years, won two of them. And yes, he likes to win. So, you know, he's brought Travis Kelsey and all the young receivers down to down to Texas to work out and, uh, and don't they won't they find another one? Don't they add one this year to their fold? And all of a sudden that that won't become an All Pro. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster is gone. Right, he's, he's out. But yes, they'll when you have a great player like that, you just put great you know good players around him, and he raises everybody's level. Bring in Claypool. No, he's in Pittsburgh. I mean, in uh, Chicago. But Chicago gave up the number one pick in the know. second round to get Clay Poo. He better be good. I mean, that's <laughs> I was a, just, that's I was an, just, I was asking you guys. I mean, when was the last Notre Dame wide receiver that was Tim Brown? I, I said, I said Tim Brown, but didn't Fuller and Will Fuller was a good player. Couldn't for, stay healthy in Houston. He was yeah, fast. he was a hammy guy, right? Oh, my hamstring. Will Fuller was the classic. If he's healthy, he is really good, but he could never stay healthy. And Rocket, he's like Kawhi right now. Rocket, Kawhi Leonard, Rocket and his brother. That was it too. Hey, but, Rocket Ismail. Yeah, it's you're right. Well, but, it's, well, it's we'll go, ahead, go ahead and count the great offensive linemen all through the league from the from Notre Dame, though. I mean, they're a oh, ground yeah. and pound type of program. They're going to have a good player drafted in the first round this year, and that's Michael Mayer, the tight end. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, come, Tim Brown was the last great one. That was a long time ago. Now, well. You know the the, the interesting, every that's why I say the draft in the first round is so unpredictable because you know every team has a different grade on the top players. Who, you know, who who's the best tackle? Well, you each team may have a little bit of a different idea of who that is. 
uh, who's the best. Like there again, the, well, we're going to talk later in the show to our friend John Harris from the HoustonTexans.com, and his draft guide is out. You know, there are some that believe the Texans have a higher grade because again, you're projecting not just now where they are, where they're going to be in the next ten years. There are some that have the, the Texans. Texans have a higher grade on Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech than even Will Anderson because he's just a bigger body, longer arms, mm-hmm. and he projects as kind of a you know, a pass rusher early, but it later in his career could slide inside and uh, do some damage there. Uh, one of those long-armed, you know, Calais Campbell-type player. How long has Calais Campbell played football? I mean, 15 years? He's still playing. Well, I mean, and that's now, how they kind of peg Tyree Wilson. Now, all of a sudden, the offensive line factory is coming out of Northwestern? Yeah, I mean, uh, Pat Fitzgerald's doing a hell of a job there. Yep. Skaronsky. Skaronsky. Skaronsky, the Chicago kid coming out of Northwestern. The, could two, be the number- two weirdest positions coming out of Northwestern, defensive back and... Offensive lineman. I'm thinking, come on, man. They, they're just barely winning. Well, they have a they they build to a year and they have a crescendo year and then they got to rebuild again. Pat Fitzgerald that's yeah. kind of his mo. Hey, can we get to the headlines, the trending topics that start your Friday morning? Then we're going to talk uh, Austin Derby. We'll get you that coming up. UBO Business Services start with the Longhorns in Texas baseball. 14th ranked Horns in a good spot halfway through their 24 game Big 12 schedule. They're alone in first place at 8 and 4. They boast the best defense in the conference and the top pitching ERA in the Big 12. Major reinforcement could be coming back soon. Pending return of the redshirt sophomore right hander Tanner Witt, 6'6, 225 pounder, underwent Tommy John surgery last season. His rehab has gone as planned. There's been no setbacks, and he wants to pitch. Corner head coach David Pierce, he joined Bucky and me yesterday morning for his weekly visit, says Witt is on track to return to the mound pretty soon doing great through yesterday 30 pitches great recovery as far as yesterday i'll see him today see how it went uh see how his flush is today but he's getting close um we're excited um, for him he's such a great teammate and i think that's the key of him coming back is what he's done for this program what he's done for other players and then now Hopefully he has this opportunity to come back and just watching their support for him is uh, pretty good. So hopefully we'll see him in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Coach Pierce further clarified that statement later in the day with the media saying he could be back after uh, the uh, the review of his 30-pitch effort yesterday uh, that he could be back by the TCU series next weekend. Texas will play three with Oklahoma this weekend. The Longhorns, that uh, game one is tonight at 7. Remember, get there early for Saturday's 2.30 first pitch with the Sooners. It's going to be Taylor Youngman Jersey Retirement Day. That's right, the former first two-time All-American, 2011 National Player of the Year's number 26, will become just the eighth ever to be retired by the program. NBA playoffs last night, a couple of late tips out west, including in San Francisco where the Golden State Warriors went wire to wire on home floor, rolled past Sacramento 114-97. Steph Curry led the way with 36. Down the coast in L.A., Devin Booker scored 45. Kevin Durant had 28 to lead the uh, Lakers over the Clippers in L.A., 129-124. Early game last night, 76ers took a 3-0 lead in their series with Brooklyn, 102-97. Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both had the night off. Round Rock won again in Sacramento, 2-1. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Says, what about Golden Tate? Was Golden Tate a great receiver? Good name. He was there for a long. He's been in the NFL for. Is he still playing? No, I don't believe he's still playing. Uh, he might be. He, he might be he hanging was on, on the Giants. He's he's, he's older. He's Golden Tate is as old or older than the ball head dude from Seattle, right? You yes. know that old dude, yes. he's, wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. older, right? 
No, got, he, Golden Tate is older than Tyler Lockett. Yes, because Tyler Lockett. Oh, is that his name? Tate Tyler Lockett. Thirty-four years old. Yeah, he's five years older than Tyler Lockett. Can we go to the uh, coach's corner? It's brought to you by Audio Visual Consultations. Our man Tom McKay and his crew uh, getting you that big eighty-five incher yeah, for the mullet open in absolutely. two weeks. Let's dive in. Audio Visual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Look, uh, look who's with us on the Vicaros Cafe and Cantina Hotline live from. Palestine, Texas, coming at you live out of the uh, East Texas ring. There, apparently the uh, the owners of the Don't Tell My Wife Stables are having a high level, super top, super top secret executive meeting uh, in Palestine, oh, Texas. Oh yeah, that's a definitely Don't Tell My Wife. <laughs> yeah, what's up there, Colonel Craig Flowers? Yeah, that's that's exactly right, gentlemen. <laughs> We're trying to keep this kind of under the. Uh, not anymore. Under the radar here, it's uh, the board of directors were meeting out here. They, they some of them got jammed up in a, a flight cancellation yesterday, but they ought to be rolling in here about noon. I got here last night and and really took on some uh, class one resupply operations, which in the military means food. So I've been cooking some pork shoulder and uh, getting ready for go. these guys to arrive. But um, you know, gentlemen, I'm I'm really excited about uh, not only the Kentucky Derby and. But but really tomorrow, and, and this is all about the Horn Derby, the Horn Classic, uh, and our the horses have been training out at Bastrop in, in another undisclosed place, and and the, the lineup this year is remarkable. You know, Doctor Eckert is the defending champion. Now, although, now listen, hey Colonel, so this is your yeah. annual. This is the Austin Derby. It is exclusive to the high ground every Saturday. You do it in and around the Kentucky Derby. And uh, right. it is a it is the Horn Derby. This is a big time deal. You said Doctor Eckert is the defending champion. Uh, and yeah. how's this going to going to play out tomorrow on your show between ten and eleven? Well, it's a little uncertain. We've had some some scratches and some <laughs> other horses, and and the favor coming in is is interesting. But back to Eckert. You know, Eckert was aboard. Uh, brain vault last year when he won, but that horse is getting a little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah, we're we're we're. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to hold up against this field, but I would like to, to introduce you to some of these horses. And a lot of the listeners had some input on this. We've been working on this uh, all year. It's kind of like the mullet open. Um, at this, in the first pole position is Filthy Lewis. Now, this horse um, was a young horse, but made a lot of money early. In fact, they called him Dirty Louie when he was born, but then he made a few bucks, and now they call him Filthy Lewis. Okay. So, um Classified documents is another one to keep an eye on. Ninety-nine balloons. Now this comes out of a uh, the the uh, Beijing stables, and uh, boy, they've just been everywhere <laughs> lately. Sure they have. Intel on the field. Yeah, uh, fate of the union. This is the son of state of the union. Uh, don't know what that's going to be. Stair stumblers in this. Live golf uh, entered a horse this year. Not 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 a whole lot of fans, but a lot of talent. Uh, U-Haul is in here. This horse is out of California, but has decided to set up shop in, in Texas from here on out. Hey, what was the Live Golf, uh, what was the Live Tours horse's name in the Austin Derby tomorrow? It's just Live Golf. And, <laughs> Live Golf, you yeah. Know, they, 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 they've made a lot of, uh, they got a lot sure. of talent, but just not a lot of fans. Um, taxing Disney, kind of a one-off there, we're not sure. Clydesdale, this, this was a late entry, Clydesdale. And just not sure if he's got enough. It may be too little too late for Clydesdale, but he's got a lot of colorful uh, silks. And uh, his jockey, you know, loves to throw jazz hands to the fans <laughs> during the race. It's it's a fascinating deal. Uh, Rev Gum is in it. Um, AI, artificial intelligence, is here. Now, a couple that you may be familiar with is uh, Closed Mullet. This is the son of Mullet Open. 
and just don't know a lot about this horse. But this horse, that, that this next one that came in at the number 15 hole, is a name that listeners are familiar with, and, and this is Nunley. Nunley oh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Nunley is, uh, he's been fiddling around in the back behind the paddock, and it just really makes the whole field nervous. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, he's got a fantastic yeah. handler, as we all know. I know. Well, it's interesting you mention that because they, they train him uniquely, but he's <laughs> hand-trained hand oh, uh, out, of, out, of, out of sight of the public. And, um, well, he just he's, he's an interesting cat. that uh, He always has a little smirk on his face. I bet. And he'll, 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 he'll start out you know, way behind the field early, but um, he'll, he'll poke and prod around until he finds a hole to get into. Oh, yeah, he'll finish large, I guarantee you. Just he needs to get yeah, in the right hole. Not only needs to get in the right hole, and he'll, yeah. he may, may have a chance at this one. Colonel, if you do, if you have a, I, I know you have. There'll be some, you know, as as the Derby goes. A lot of times you'll have those late entries, but you've got to find room right. for in that five hole for runs like a mother. Runs like a mother. Well, we've heard about this horse um, <laughs> I, I'll, out of the five the, slot. Okay, runs like a mother. I yeah. got it. You know, Jimmy Ke- Jimmy Keeneland. You know, these horses, we, we look for them just like Don't Tell My Wife Stables. Jimmy Keeneland right now is, is uh, or Jimmy Clannon is out in Keeneland, um, you know, shopping around for us to see if we can find some other horses. Uh, for. And we think this is the seventh running of the Horn Derby, but we're not really sure, but we're going to call it the seventh. Um, so we're fired up about it, and it's, you know, we'll set the scene, part of the morning story brought to you by Chiso's Boots. We'll go over each horse's background tomorrow morning fast burrow you know kind of related to nunley uh he's a fan favorite out of south texas ridden by fast eddie and fast eddie is one of those guys that goes to every ut baseball game he's out on those buses out in left field Mm. everyone knows fast eddie but about this time of the year he gets a little um serious and he starts getting fast burrow ready he's finished third in the last three horn derbies but uh, he's a fan fan favorite, but uh, I just don't think he's got what Nunley has. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 very no, few of us do. Very no, few of us yeah, really. have what Nunley has there, there, Craig. All right, so that's tomorrow, yeah. 10 to 11. It's the high ground following uh, Big Ugly Tailgate ahead of Rodney Rodriguez and Revved Up ATX, part of our Saturday morning cartoon lineup here on uh, on the horn. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, I could be on my way to Dallas tomorrow. i got to go up to a... For a wedding in Dallas, I might be listening in the car, which would be fun to hear. Currently but, excited about uh, a couple of weeks from Saturday. You know, Coach, we really are, and um, it's serious that the the board members of the Don't Tell My Wife Stables are indeed flying in here today. Should be in here around noon. But our little horse uh, confidence game has been training at Churchill Downs now for the last three weeks. Uh, we did not run him after the Rebel in right. Oaklawn. Uh, we decided, um, we, I say we, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, the, uh, our, our trainer who's been there on the ground at Churchill has been working him out, uh, and they've got a, they do have a process. And uh, Keith DeSormo says, you know, the, the horse will tell me what to do here. And, and Forte is the evildoer that is the favorite. Yep. And, um, and he's going to, he showed up yesterday, in fact, and at Churchill Downs and, mm-hmm. You know, we, our horse has been there three weeks, so I kind of imagined a uh, confidence game going, hey, let me show you around, kid. Uh, so we hope to have a little, you know, our pony's going to show up and and be ready, and we're, we're not the favorite, but uh, we, we love our horse. We love our process. Our trainer, of course, you know of our trainer, Coach, and mm-hmm. uh, 
There's nobody better in the business. And this is, we're going to celebrate uh, being at the Derby. There's 98 of us flying up on the 737. I wish there was a, uh, a hole for you to fit in, uh, E, but uh, we're, we're locked up like an all-cheese diet right now. But if there is a late-breaking... <laughs> Get a late scratch. Um, Count me in, my yeah. friend. Count me in. That's yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime. Colonel, uh, what, is, what is, is on the grounds there at uh, Churchill Downs, is that just a busy... I mean, the, the last month before the Kentucky Derby, is that just a busy... It's a busy place anyway. I mean, they're racing at Churchill Downs. This is you know generally their time. And, and before the main event, you know, the first weekend of of, of April, I mean, of May, it's 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 crazy there. But although, are they just racing up until then? The just the business of horses coming in from all over the world. Exactly. There's a horse from Japan that's and that's going to be one to really pay attention to, along with Tappet Trice. But and that's a that's a real horse that's in the Derby. They just renovated two things that that you'll hear about at the Derby. The paddock has been completely renovated. And they're finishing that up this week. And the Home Stretch Club, which is like this beautiful suite, E, you would love it. They have this beautiful suite. I and probably would. All of, all of us are going to be in that suite where you are. They've got lounge furniture and all this sort of stuff and all the food and beverage included. It's kind of like a cruise to nowhere. And then you walk right out uh, to your seats right on the rail. So I'm I'm seated not on the rail, but the second row behind the rail at the finish line. I got our seats downloaded on the Churchill Downs app this week, and all the horses will be in uh, as of today, 20 horses total. And on Monday, Kirk Godby, one of our founders who will be here in Palestine in about three hours, he will sit in. He'll spend the entire week there, and they tumble the bingo bit, and they pull numbers out of the bin for pole positions on Monday. And we've coordinated already to hopefully have Kirk Gobby uh, calling live, uh, calling in live from uh, Churchill Downs to the B and E show, and give you updates not only on Monday the pole positions, but again on Friday, awesome. which is when they run the Kentucky Oaks for the Phillies. Looking forward to it. That's two weeks from uh, this weekend. Tomorrow, though, more importantly, the Austin Derby will go the seventh annual. We yeah. think. We'll get after it. Hey, Craig, before I let you go and uh, continue that pork shoulder preparation there in Palestine uh, for the uh, the Don't Tell My Wife Stables Board of Directors, uh, Craig, the you, you, I know you listen every morning and throughout the day here on the Horn, and uh, you heard our coverage of the spring game. What'd you make of Sark? Uh, you know, you're you're an expert in human intelligence and leadership and uh, in developing elite culture. And it kind of feels like Sark's starting to build some of that stuff. I hear a lot of those buzzwords you have taught me over time. Uh, you know, the players are kind of sounding like the coach, and the coach, you know, resonating with the players and the open door policy. What are you making of Sark going into year three? I watched that entire interview carefully. I broke it down as you imagined I would, and I thought it was everything that you would like to hear uh, in a program. And of course, we'll. We're about to find out uh, here in August, uh, but I, I really, in, he's really matured. He's really recovered, learned from so many things, and he's. I think this team is is the real deal. I think you're and in the five hole predicted right now to be fifth in the country right now. I think that's fair. Uh, I think he's done a great job. I think he started with himself, which is all what all great leaders do, and frankly. Those in the past haven't started with themselves. They always blamed, complained, and defended outwardly. And Sark starts with himself. And and uh, I thought he set the conditions to, to have a chance at, at, a, at a remarkable season. Oh, no. I spent many time with Bill Polian 
um, at the combine, and I had about an hour with him, just one on one. And I remember him telling me, uh, with that kind of droopy face that he has wherever he goes, the Hall of Fame general manager, and he said, "You know, Craig, with all the testing, with all the measurements, with all the interviews, we're lucky." lucky if we get it right 50 percent of the time that's exactly right that is true and the numbers would bear that out uh you know to your point and to, and to uh, bill polian's point you know first round draft picks right they, they comb through it they have all the testing they've they've talked to them they've met with them they know them back and forth you know the percentage of players who sign a second contract who were drafted in the first round currently in the nfl i do not it's under 50 it's like 48, 46% of first-round draft picks actually sign a second contract with the team that drafted them. So that would prove the point that we get it right about half the time. Because if you don't even sign that next contract, you know that's that would tell you that they're signing somewhere else or they were let go or they didn't make it to that second contract in a lot of cases. Sometimes they're traded or you know sign a big free agent deal somewhere else. But that's a big number. And uh, the only positions that are over 50%, Craig, that, uh, that, that are drafted in the first round that sign a second contract – Offensive tackle and offensive center. I believe that. Offensive linemen. They are the ones that will tell you the truth. They are authentic. They will tell you exactly where they are in their development, and they are critical of themselves, and that's the only position group that behaves that way. Yeah, they're they're the smartest ones on the field. Yeah. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Hey, Craig. By the way, Dennis Dennis Polian, I don't know if you know this, Dennis Polian, the son of Bill Polian is the director of football operations at Baylor. Ooh, nice. That's like a little nugget. All right, Craig, we'll be listening tomorrow, 10 a.m. sharp for the uh, Austin Derby. I got Nunley. I've got Nunley in a, in a trifecta, trifecta box, as the Buck would call them, along with Clydesdale and uh, um, what was the filthy? What was the filthy one? Filthy Lewis. Filthy, filthy Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> All right, that's me. All right, Craig, uh, enjoy Palestine. We'll talk next week. And I'll be listening Thanks, tomorrow. We'll see you on the high. We'll see you on the high ground. All right, we'll be back. That's the Austin Derby coming tomorrow. It's a tradition unlike any other on the high ground uh, tomorrow at 10. Uh, We'll be back. When we do, we'll pick up these conversations. Yeah, NFL draft on the brain for sure. Longhorn baseball. Bobby Burton inside Texas will join the show. Got to see Bobby down on Bevo Boulevard last Saturday, and he'll give us his thoughts on the Longhorns coming out of the spring. Also, some Longhorn basketball news from Bobby. That's coming up later on B&E on the Horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E with you. Appreciate uh, Colonel Craig Flowers, Bobby Burton inside Texas, top of the next hour, talking Texas football and basketball. Also, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, but if you go to ESPN.com, main story yesterday, lead story was about B. John Robinson and uh, a cool headline that says, uh, meet B. John Robinson, a generational NFL draft talent in the wrong generation, which is... There he is. The runs like a mother. The conversation. And then it's written by a young lady named uh, Haley Grossman. And she, it's an in-depth story behind the scenes of Bijan and the, and the player and the person. Uh, it's a good read, and it, but it says uh, it goes. To, it starts with the story being at the complex with the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the tenth pick and the thirtieth pick in the first round of the draft, Buck. And uh, in it, she tells the story of uh, Howie Roseman, the team's general manager, saying point blank to Bijan, "Pitch me. Why do I need to take you at ten? And uh, Bijan responded, uh, "You're not going to get a running back. You're going to get a difference maker." Yeah, so, and they went back and forth for a little bit. But to Howie Roseman, would the Eagles grab him at 10, Falcons at 8, Titans at 11, even the Texans at 12? Not crazy uh, to think, but at the same time, Cowboys would love to have him. So that is the, it is amazing to go around the uh, the websites and the, the draft coverage and see that Bijan is the story outside, outside of quarterbacks. 
which mm-hmm. is always the story in a draft. Uh, Bijan is the story. Where is he going to land? Becomes uh, Bijan is making Saquon the story. Well, you know every every uh, well but Saquon is holding out, right? Yeah, because he, Saquon's saying he's not going to show up, and that's the issue. When you take a player that high, then it's that second contract. Do you still want to invest in a running back? But again, you know Saquon Barkley had had one when he had one real bad injury year, right, where he missed a whole season. But when he's healthy, he's great, right? When he's healthy, he's an MVP candidate at the position. Carried that Giants offense last year. So he's healthy. had a knee and an ankle. Yes. That's what it's been. But, you know, you, players get hurt. That's that's pro sure. football, uh, regardless of position. But, yeah, running backs take a pounding. But Bijan, in that Philadelphia offense where Jalen Hurts also runs the ball, they have a committee of running backs. You know, Bijan Robinson can he doesn't have to be a workhorse, right? And Dude, he, who can you focus on? That's in, right. In that offense, and the way you can use him as a you know receiver and out of the backfield and that that type of and the way Nick Sirianni runs that offense with Jalen Hurts, that's a problem uh, to say the least. And that would be an interesting pick. But yeah, for everybody. But the cool the reason it's the story is that every fan base wants Bijan. Every fan base that isn't going to take a quarterback is like, no, come on, y'all, take Bijan, get this Bijan. We want Bijan. You know, it reminds you back in the day when uh, when B- when Reggie Bush was coming out, and everybody was freaking out about Reggie Bush, uh, and you know the Texans, of course, screwed that up and passed on on he and Vince Young and took Mario Williams. Yeah, I mean you're getting Saquon, Reggie Bush, and Barry Sanders all in one package. Yeah, Barry Sanders had an interesting comment and said he talked to Bijan and Bijan said I, I patterned my game after you and he said man that's that's high praise and he you know uh, Barry Sanders didn't disagree said he's got he's got a lot of that shake to him. I mean, no one make because the thing about being kind of like Barry is you, he's two hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, he's not, he, they're, they're they're shifty runners, right? That are that can make you miss in space. But this dude's two twenty with a stiff arm. He also got the spin move. He's also got the uh, ability to catch the ball. He is a he's he's an all he's a heck of a player. And look forward to where he's going to go in six days because it won't be. I don't think it's past fifteen. I'll just say that. I don't think he bought think so either. the top half of the draft because so many teams. It's been reported now that so many teams have Bijan as the number one, two, or three player in the draft, just regardless of position. If he's that high on that many boards, someone's going to get to a point and say, "Yeah." And if you've got a running back, you're going to look and say, "Well, he ain't that guy, though." Yeah, well, I, I got just, a running. Back. I just saw a prop bet that is uh, it's Bijan Robinson over under fifteen and a half. Pick, I would go under. Pick number. I would go under under fifteen and a half. Uh, I believe that. And again, the Eagles makes the most sense in that this is a luxury pick for them. And they yes. typically go offensive and defensive line, but they built this roster so well with Howie Roseman. They, they certainly could take a, a, a you know a corner. They could take a defensive lineman. They could take an offensive lineman. They they could, but at the same time, he's the separator of them not only yeah. getting back to a Super Bowl but winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, because he'll immediately become one of the best running backs in the league on that offense, which is already with one of the line? best offenses in the league with that line. Yeah, and and and, he, and again, he doesn't. Remember when, when Christian McCaffrey went to Carolina and they didn't have much else and it was just, you know, poor Christian. Well, that's not the case in Philadelphia. No, he doesn't have to do all that. And it wouldn't be the case in Dallas either. The Cowboys are clamoring for it as well. And, you know, you know what, what Longhorn fans don't want is Bijan to go to Tampa where they have Kyle Trask and Mike Evans wants out. It's just, what are we doing? No, that's just a mess. Yeah, you're just going to hand it to Bijan and get beat up. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, lights out, man. Uh, you've got... You've already got Jalen Hurts. And remember, Jalen Hurts rushed for 800 yards last year. Jalen Hurts will well, run the ball. To me, it's almost a no-brainer. I mean, if he's there in the 20s for the Cowboys. But, I mean, do they move up to get to him? Who? The Cowboys. They'd have to. I think they have to. Some people don't. Some people still believe the uh, the league has changed so much that they're going to let running backs slide. But as Bijan said to Howie Roseman, I'm not a running back. I'm a difference maker. 
and difference makers will go in the top 10 or 15 picks. I mean, difference maker, uh, if you think of the, the term positionless football, you can think of Bijan that way. He doesn't need to be labeled as a running back. He, you can hand it to him. You can throw it to him. You can do pretty much anything with him. And that's just a weapon, which becomes a difference maker and a matchup problem on an already great offense. Yeah, but most of the times you're going to turn around and hand it to them. Which is fine. up. But not, well, they don't turn around in Philadelphia. They're in the or shotgun. Turn and hand it to them. Turn and hand it but to them. But the running back can He's run, too. To get it handed to. Well, and the quarterback can run, too. Yeah, you can't, you can't just, you know, you can't focus on one guy in that offense. Well, remember Miles Sanders, who's a nice player. Ref At his best year. 1,200 yards. Yes. Next to Jalen Hurts. Uh, and Miles Sanders signed with Carolina. He could go there and compete to be the running back there, but... He's just a guy. This is this dude's different. But uh, that's the debate. Six days to the draft. This says uh, B&E getting married today. Can't start the day without the horn. Thank you all. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, Mike, right? yes. Taking a, That's a big step in your life. This is Bijan to the Bears at nine. Yeah, I'm worried about that one. Well, somebody said it earlier. It makes sense, but then you consider that their offensive line's a wreck. And they're going to be in a position to maybe take the best offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they have if, the you take grade. A, if you take a young running back and get him pounded for two years, he's not worth much in year number three with well, an offensive line like well, that. Well, what you can say about the Cowboys, what you can say about the Eagles, they neither team has a huge glaring need. So you just take best player. I mean, that right. that's what you do in a draft. If you don't have a need position, you just take best player on the board. But do you stay where you are? Or do you try to run up to get him? Well, Cowboys have to go up. That's why I'm saying Philadelphia. But they're, I mean, right now, if you were power ranking the NFC. You'd have the Eagles as number one. You'd probably have the Cowboys as number two based on the offseason that they've had mm-hmm. uh, with Brandon Cooks and you know Stephon Gilmore and the re-signing of the players. Uh, the only significant loss they've had is Dalton Schultz, and they feel like they've got guys that can replace him. But um, So in one and two, well, if you're the Eagles and you say, okay, the Eagles, the, the, the Cowboys are in our division. They're the second-best team in the conference. And this is not no apologies to the 49ers. We just don't know what the 49ers quarterback, quarterback situation right. is right now. So since we do know where the Cowboys are, that they've got Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush ready to go and sign, they're going to be number two on my power ranking. Well, if you're the Eagles, you just said it. Separator. What's going to separate us from Dallas even further is that guy. Uh, just an update on the odds of teams to draft Bijan. The Philadelphia Eagles are now plus 1,000, so they're about like the seventh highest team. And Ooh, Atlanta, good. who was about plus 150 uh, last week, is now plus 300. Still at number one, though, and the Cowboys are behind them. And remember, the Falcons draft eight in the first round, two picks ahead of the Eagles. So they could take them. And a lot of people have come to that conclusion, as I said, since the Eagle, the the, uh, the Falcons are a run-based offense with Arthur Smith, who came there from Tennessee, where he, you know, Derrick Henry had the 2,000-yard season. Uh, it's a run-based offense with Desmond Ritter at quarterback, and they've invested big time on defense in the, dra- in the uh, free agent period and with trades. Uh, that, okay, we shored up our defense in March. We're going to try to you know, take the best offensive player in the draft with our first pick to give our young quarterback as many weapons as possible. They do have Kyle Pitts. They do have Drake London. Um, remember, they traded Calvin Ridley, remember? Calvin Ridley is now in Jacksonville playing with Trevor Lawrence. But uh, So they could go receiver there at 8. They could go lineman there at 8. Uh, but, man, Bijan to the Falcons is the odds favorite right now in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, Bijan such a reminder of, of Barry Sanders. If Detroit has a chance to take him, why wouldn't they? Ooh. Well, then, then we'd be certain he'd retire ahead of his time. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like I Calvin mean, Johnson and, well, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, the Hall of Famer. Think that's about, true. Think about the uh, the great ones that go right, there. The Lions leave. have had, what, three Hall of Famers or close to Hall of Famers in the last 20 years. Barry Sanders, well, 30 years. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford. Two retired, one had to be traded. 
and begged his way out to go play for the Rams and win a Super Bowl. You got to look that up. <laughs> wow, you know, it's a great player. If there, if there yeah, is a they place didn't have where, the fighting Dan Campbells either. If there is a place where great players go to die, it would be Detroit or Cleveland. We're not even mentioning Cleveland. They got enough. Well, they got enough trouble. Uh, they got Deshaun now. D. Watt. Okay, so uh, we'll take your thoughts. Where does Bijan go? Hey, can I mention this too? We'll put this out for a Specs text line uh, uh, fun thing. It's Jack Nicholson turns 86 tomorrow. 86 years young. Jack Nicholson. What's the first movie that comes to your mind when you think of Jack Nicholson? Buck, first movie comes to mind. Or role. Uh... You can't handle the truth. Well, well, that one ended Shining, of course. What is that one called? Which I'm still afraid. That's called uh, A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Great movie. It's a great TV movie. Well, and that's the thing about uh, Jack Nicholson. He's also fantastic in Batman. It spans the generations. Yes. Every uh, every age group will have a different name. Chinatown. uh, Chinatown, for me, would be the the first. One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, obviously. Uh, and you go on and on. Easy Rider, The Departed, as good as it gets. I mean, you know, male, female. Terms of endearment for crying out loud. A lot of ladies will say terms mm-hmm. of endearment for Jack Nicholson are as good as it gets. He's made a lot of great movies, so we'll take your thought on that. Birthday Departed, tomorrow. he was great. It's also Earth Day tomorrow, Buck, so happy birthday to Get Earth Get my hands Day. in Mother Earth tomorrow. Stick them in there. We'll be back. Benny on the horn. Well, we've had the several vehicle rescues and a high water rescue, too, going on at Palmer and Spectrum, so avoid that area if you can. FM 973, this is going to be near Breaker Lane. Again, high water reported there, so take toll 130. And, of course, so we buried the lead. The top story, unfortunately, is this uh, pin-in crash on Highway 71. This is going to be in the Garfield area near Granny Drive. And uh, now officials reported it was eastbound, but we're checking it out. And westbound is where the serious delays are, folks. Coming in from Bastrop on Highway 71, westbound toward Garfield is going to be a problem. It's going to take a lot of extra time here until they get everything uh, cleared up in that area. Over on Tech Ridge, Canyon Ridge, we do have a crash there. Northbound frontage of I-35. This is going to be near Howard Lane, a reported wreck. And another one reported, uh, this is over on Post Oak at FM 969. Again, that was another vehicle rescue. And cruisers still on the scene there. A lot of stuff going on. That's your traffic. Viking fence, folks. This is the time of year now into late April before it gets too hot, right? You still have some nice days. It was muggy yesterday, but still not 90 degrees. If you're going to do and, and, and install your own fence around your home, maybe you've got some uh, a fence that you bought a, a piece of property or a house and needs a new fence or the fence that's there is, is old and falling down, but you want to do it yourself. I always tell you, remember, Viking fence is still the place to get supplies. Viking will certainly install that fence for you and do it better than anybody. They've been doing this 50 years and still locally owned and operated here in the great state. Uh, but if you want to get your supplies and, and not go down to the lumber yard or the box store, get a higher quality, a better type of uh, material at Viking Fence. It's milled in their own on-site lumber mill. Uh, they've got everything that you need for the fence posts and pickets and fasteners, and it'll be the highest level. Uh, and you can get your equipment there, get your supplies there to make this thing happen for you if you want to do it yourself. And you've got a team of people ready to go. Get all that at Viking Fence. You have two locations, one north up on 183 or off of 183, one down south by Coda. Uh, there between Coda and and then the tollway there, uh, great spots as well. Get your supplies at Viking Fence for your do-it-yourselfers out there, or if you're a contractor, you can always supply your source from there at Viking Fence. Eight three seven sixty four eleven the phone number. That's eight three seven six four one one. Find Viking Fence online. Great website there. Get a quote. You can see their current promotions. Uh, see the galleries of work that they do in all the divisions at VikingFence.com. When you think fence in Austin, Texas, think Viking. What's hot? And what's not?
What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at TXOrtho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Oh, man, a lot of comments coming in on the uh, Jack Nicholson birthday. What's the first film or role you think of when you think of Jack Nicholson at 86 years old? This is I'm 38. It's definitely Batman. Never rub another man's rhubarb. Remember that? Yes. The Joker. Uh, anger management, this says, says. The postman always rings twice. Uh, it says, speaking of Jack Nicholson, seven years ago today, Prince died. The 1989 Batman soundtrack was an official Prince album. That was a great record, too. A very underrated Jack Nicholson film was Anger Management. Hilarious. Wish I could remember the songs that were on that album. I, I don't remember. I'm really. That's a great film. Uh, great Batman. That was the. Uh, was Michael, that a great soundtrack? That was the Michael Keaton Batman role, if memory serves. Oh, it was Prince. I mean, going to be good. Going to be good. But, uh, you know, for, for me, it's. Gosh. Chinatown it would be it for me. Because I'm old. Think and one flew over the cuckoo's nest, of course. And The Shining. The Shining. The Shining. Which I've never seen. You didn't say the bucket list. I've never. Oh, yeah. That's when he's an old guy. Yeah, I never saw the entire Shining yet. That's another one of those movies. I don't watch it. When Scatman died, that was it. Scatman Crothers. Once I got rid of Scatman, I was done. Um, the Departed has been mentioned several times. That's yes. a good one. Uh, also, our man Longhorn Bear texted and said, man, it's great that we're talking about Longhorns being drafted early. Yes. And not Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. Well, They'll have some. They'll have theirs. They'll have theirs. It might be, and the, the Bama may go one too, uh, with Bryce Young and Will Anderson. But um, if you're if you're wondering, man, it's been a while since the Longhorns had a first. When we're talking about a Longhorn on the first day the, of a three day draft, that's true. The last Longhorn offensive player drafted in the first round, Buck, was a guy named uh, Vincent Paul Young. We know him affectionately as Vy. Wow, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. Bijan will certainly break that streak here coming up uh, with. When he gets drafted by wherever he gets drafted in six days, Ty, what do you have for us on uh, on this busy Friday morning? I know you just recorded a, a new podcast of yours last night. Yeah, uh, up on all platforms. It's called the Lone Star Lowdown. Uh, I'm a host as well as Corey Gidry, who used to work here. You might have heard him before, and my good buddy Shay Holt. Uh, so we'll have an episode a week coming out on on Friday mornings for y'all. Um, so I appreciate you letting me plug that. But other than that, the Twitter check marks are. Officially gone today. No longer, yeah. The uh, that's no the blue. Thing. Yeah, no more blue checks unless you pay for it. Elon Musk has said uh, no more blue checks, but you can buy one. Well, and oh, but you can purchase it. He's, right? He's kind of being a little bit petty. Elon is is where he's paying. Elon Musk petty. <laughs> where he, uh, you know, the the few people like LeBron James and Stephen King have come out and been like, well, one, I'm not paying for that. Like, I'm not paying the five dollars, whatever, and just you know, just. Just to talk, and Elon has taken it upon himself to pay for their blue check marks. So oh, he covered them. <laughs> yeah, he well, covered. I'll, I'll cover you. So when it changed, people were like, "LeBron, like I thought you weren't paying." Like, and he's oh, like, I'm oh, not. "I have no idea." Like, how'd yeah. they get? Like, I never yeah. had a blue check, and I never will have one. I don't believe. Uh, LeBron James kept his. Yes, uh, Stephen King has kept his. Speaking of OJ Simpson, shining. oh OJ Simpson kept it because we got to hear from. He OJ. picked up OJ. Well, you still can. The Twitter no, doesn't no, o- change. He didn't pick up OJ. OJ decided to pay for it. Oh, there's a few celebrities that decided to Juice. pay for it. Well, you know that's the, it, it, it's your choice. You can decide to pay for it. It does verify you, right? That that's what the blue check because people would start fake accounts and say, "Hey, I'm Bucky Godbolt," and if it didn't have a blue check, it would be like, "Okay, well, that's that probably a fake account." Uh, but Elon has changed that, and uh, he now owns Twitter. You no, know, he got rid of eighty percent of the staff. 
80% when he bought that. And they're still running. I, I'd, I'm i on Twitter all the time. I don't notice that much of a difference. No, people just like to complain. Sure they do. Sure they do. Um, but I, you know who complained the most? Like Alyssa Milano, who is my, uh, ju- my, my, kid, oh. my kid crush. By the way, every morning now, because these basketball games tonight are on TBS, we come in here and this show Charmed is on with Alyssa Milano. <laughs> you get to see her every day. Well, Alyssa Milano, I'm 12. I'm watching Who's the Boss? And Alyssa Milano was like my first like, real crush. And you got to see Alyssa Milano become a, a young lady on that show. Who's the boss? Who's the boss? And now she's on this show. But she was she was complaining so vocally about her blue check. She was treating it like it was her social security number or something. Because <laughs> like she's got this birthright to a blue check. Like, what are you talking about? Either get rid of it or pay for it. That's and right. Then, and then the people that were like, well, I'm quitting Twitter. And then, okay. all right, we'll see ya. And they're all still They're all still on Twitter. It's not a natural born right. It's just a platform, y'all. Have fun with it. It says, can anyone buy a blue check mark? That is true. No, you have to like verify your phone number and email. So, I mean, to give out I'm sure info. you can work around it if you really want to make a fake account. But I think Twitter is well, going to try but to anyone do can, yeah, But anyone can do it once you're verified. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, anybody can And this was Elon's point. He was going to raise some money doing this and make it not subscription-based, but if you want to be a verified account, that's how we do it. Yeah. You know. We'll be back. It's B&E with you. Bobby Burton inside Texas coming. Uh, we'll also talk more Bijan.